time. By Daft Punk. I almost want to listen to it one more time. I know, it's so good. It's so good. Yeah. Daft Punk. R.I.P. They're not dead, but... They've broken up. They've broken up. Sad. Can't believe. What have the French done to us? Yeah. Explain yourself. <laughs> no, I was shocked. I really enjoyed all those memes with Daft Punk broke up that it ha- would have, like, Mandalorian and Boba Fett. I know. Like, I, I can't was like, <laughs> Daft Punk broke up. You're not wrong. <laughs> it's amazing. It, they are, they will go down in history as one of the greats. They will. Some of the greats. <laughs> Hi. Hello. <laughs> Welcome back to London to Brooklyn. Welcome back. We're on episode nine. Episode nine. Nine's my favorite number. Is it? It's my favorite number, so I'm very excited. Why? Um, I had a fortune teller tell me when I was very young that nine was my lucky number. Nice. And then every year of school, you get like a assigned a number mm-hmm. in your class. And so my number was 19 mm. for almost every single class. And so I was like, Amazing. It's, it's a meant to be. Nice. Yeah. So well, this is your episode. I guess. Um, w- just watch me fall flat on my face. Yeah. <laughs> I'm Elo, by the way. And the weird one is Elle. Yes, if, you didn't, if you didn't know already. Hadn't put it together. So let's start strong. Start really strong. And talk about the before last episode of WandaVision. <gasps> oh, man. We have to describe it in three words to avoid spoilers. Yes. This is a big one. Yes. This is a big one, folks. Um, what are your... Do you know your three words? I, um, I do. Okay. Go for it. Okay. So we have rerun, mm-hmm. family, mm-hmm. sadness. Okay. Good. Yeah. Good, good, good. Yep. Um, I'm going to do... My three words will be past, mm-hmm. explosion, mm-hmm. and... Which, yeah, yeah, work, Diva, work, yeah. We're gonna have so much to talk about once this series is complete. Yes, because once this is complete, we will be talking with spoilers. Yeah, so get to it. So make sure you watch the whole show, whole series this weekend because the last episode comes out on Friday, which it's the day the episode is released. (laughs) (laughs) Struggling. (laughs) Ah! So you have no excuse. Just, it was like, a great episode. I loved so, last week's episode. It was so good. It was so emotional and so mm-hmm. powerful. So raw. So Ooh. we're excited. We're yeah. very excited. Stay tuned for more. Yeah. Yeah. What's another big thing that happened last weekend? So this thing called the Golden Globes, mm-hmm. this monstrosity called the Golden Globes, mm-hmm. this hot mess called the Golden Globes mm-hmm. Chaos. occurred in two cities at the same time. Yeah. So we had Amy Poehler and Tina Fey mm-hmm. doing what they always do. Hosting the Golden Globes with some candor, with some pizzazz. They roasted the Hollywood Foreign Press like no one's Mm -hmm. business, which was iconic behavior. Mm -hmm. And while I'm still mad at a lot of things that happened when it came to nominations, and I don't think the Mm -hmm. Hollywood Foreign Press is doing a whole lot, there was still a lot of um, uh, great things that happened. And a lot of things that is... It's going to be exciting going into award season. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Would, yeah. Um, what were some highlights for you? Highlights. Um, Chadwick Boseman that, winning. Yes. That was definitely... His widow gave a great speech. It was really good. Yeah. Um, so I'm happy about that. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, Queen's Gambit deserved all their awards. <gasps> Anya Taylor-Joy. So good. So incredible. That's my dream hair. She looks so good. Every you time I talk it. about my dream hair, it's that's that my dream hair. hair. Yeah. Um, I was very happy for all the crown. Mm-hmm. A lot of crown awards. love. 
um, Shit's Creek. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think I think most of the awards that happen, most of the winners, I think, were well deserved. Yeah. Um, was Chloe's Jow, Nomad Land. I think those were deserved. Um, Daniel Daniel Kalua. Yep. He won. His I was category. so excited to see him so win. So I think that was well deserved as well. I think um, there were some interesting choices, nonetheless. Mm-hmm. I think Jodie Foster winning for the Mortician was a choice I would have not personally yeah. made. I think I to me yeah. it would have been I would have given it to Amanda Seyfried for Best Supporting Actress. Mm-hmm. I think she deserved it for her role in Mank a little bit more. Um, while I'm super like I'll talk about Nomadland later, mm-hmm. so I'm very excited for Nomadland. I'm very excited for. Chloe Zhao, I think she has a lot mm-hmm. coming up that, like, we should be very excited. Also, the first Asian-American woman mm-hmm. to win Best Director. Holy fuck, that's awesome. Um, Frances McDormand did not win mm-hmm. Best Actress, which is fine. Who else was nominated for that ca- category? Um, Viola Davis was nominated. Mm-hmm. Um, I, have to, or I have to really, like... I keep thinking it's Rosamund Pike, but Rosamund Pike won for Best Comedy Actress, mm-hmm. which is... I think she for I care a lot for I care a lot, which I think is fine. Mm-hmm. Um, oh my god, what were some of the others for best uh, actress in a drama? I like truly can't think. Is it the one that Jodie Foster won? No, she won for best supporting. Oh, did she win for best actress? I think it might have been for best actress, which is still that's why I was like shocked. I still because I haven't heard anything. Andre Day, Andre Day won. On today, United States okay, versus okay. Billy yes. Holiday, yes. Yes. which okay. I haven't seen United States versus Billy Holiday, so I can't really yes. give my two cents on that. I think it's really cool yeah. that um, both the best actor and best actress were um, Black Americans, mm-hmm. and I think that's kind of a sign to the H- HFPA, like, hey, maybe if you're going to recognize this group of people, actually have this group of people be a part of your body, mm-hmm. and they should be have voting power. So they made a lot of promises, and there was a lot of talk that they're going to do better, but I hope it's not lip. I hope yeah. it's not just talk, like they actually follow through in the years to come, because people aren't going to stop creating great stuff, mm-hmm. so they either need to catch up with the times, or they need to cut, cut yeah, it just loose. stop. Yeah. Yeah. No more. Yeah. So it's going to be great. Four at one. A bit. Yeah. I mean, I, was, I wasn't surprised that Bora was going to win. I wasn't surprised either. Um, I'm, I like Sasha Baron Conan. Mm, I think he did a great job yeah. in Trial of Chicago 7. Um, huge shout out to Aaron Sorkin for mm-hmm. winning best mm-hmm. writing. I think that was a well-deserved award. Um, winning him, Sasha winning for best actor in a comedy seemed very fitting just for how much effort he put into mm-hmm. the movie. Like, he was in character for, I don't know how long on end. Yeah. So I think, mad props to him. He really puts all his soul and body into yeah. those character, like that character in that movie. So, I'm not surprised. I'm not surprised. I'm very curious to see if the Academy recognizes him. Yeah, we'll see. Because the Academy's not very kind to comedy. Mm-hmm. So if they do, it'll be I think a great honor. But who knows when the time comes around? Nominations should be coming out relatively soon if they actually happen on yeah. April 23rd. We'll see. But it was kind of a fun start to a, an award season. Mm-hmm. I will say. It was interesting. Mm-hmm. The like the Zoom aspect was like I mean this that's the only thing they could have done. I thought mm-hmm. it was fine. There were some glitches, nonetheless. Yeah. Some people getting cut off. Mm-hmm. Some you know technical issues, unavoidable. But like for the circumstances, I think they did as best as they yeah. could. It was interesting. Yeah, I I was just happy to see some yeah. semblance of normalcy. Mm-hmm. 
something that looked recognizable from years past. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see what they do for the Oscars. Mm-hmm. Do we know yet what they're going to do? No, okay. they haven't released that. Yeah. I mean, I could see them doing something similar. Yeah. Having maybe the two cities, just because that way you're able to get more celebs mm-hmm. involved. That must be, like, complicated for everyone who organizes all of those Zooms and, like, the time differences. Yes. And everything I was thinking from, like, a technical standpoint. I'm like, that, w- that must be a headache. <laughs> well, a lot of those people, like, the Crown people, they most of them live well, in Great Britain. Yeah, I was like, this must be a headache. Yeah. And, and there's Josh and Emma fully glammed at... It's 2 a.m.? Probably, yeah. Just, like, alone? (laughs) Just, like, alone. In their apartment? Like, gotta do the Golden Globes, I guess. That'd be so sad if you're, like, truly isolated and you're like, I won! Silence. Silence. That would be pretty hard. But they they seemed very happy. Yeah, no, they deserve it. It was... The Crown was well-deserved. And mm-hmm. the H- HFPA loves The Crown. Mm-hmm. I think they've recognized it every single year, so it wasn't surprising. But mm-hmm. this was probably the best season. I think so, too. So I'm excited. It was so detailed and so good. So good. I mean, go back to our The Crown special episode. The Anti-Charles podcast. Yeah, great episode. One of our best, Sarah. Some, some of our best work. Some of our best work. Absolutely. Sorry. Um, <laughs> <laughs> This is live, folks. I don't know if you can tell. Keeping it real. No, but overall, yeah. Mm-hmm. It was fine. It was fine. Um, I mean, there's been so many great movies. Mm-hmm. And I had a whole podcast where I bitched about the nominations. So I will, yes, I will yeah. save that. But for what was recognized, I was very happy. Mm-hmm. And Soul won. Soul that was won. good. That was great. John, Bat- been, John Batiste won. I would have been shocked if they didn't win. If John Batiste or the Soul didn't win. Could you imagine if Crude's New Age won? What would you have done? I'd be like, what? <laughs> <laughs> Did my sister vote for this? The HFPA <laughs> is your two sisters. <laughs> <laughs> no, Celine would never vote for the Croods, but solid. Solid. <laughs> my other sister, yeah. I mean, I, funny. I haven't seen it, so I don't know, but... It's wild. I it's bet. Like, it's like, it's a trip. Like, I don't know if they were on drugs while they made that movie. I wouldn't be surprised. Streamworks, and they probably But it was are. wild. Yeah. That's crazy, but... Well... That's a wrap on 2021 Golden Globes. Whoop! See you next year. See you next year. We have a lot more awards coming up. Yeah. Which is so exciting. Yee. I love for award shows. Did they not have the Toadies this year? The, okay, they were supposed <laughs> to have the Toadies a while ago. <laughs> I, I feel like that would... I would watch them if they did. Yeah. But the, like, there's like three musicals that are up, that are possible. Yeah. Like, Moulin Rouge, Jagged Little Pill, and I think... Oh, didn't they release the nominations, like, a while ago? They did. Like, Aaron Tivet was the yeah. sole nominee for Best Actor. So do we just assume, like, they have it? Like, I don't know. I don't know. Percy Jackson could have been nominated. Bitch. <laughs> That's a... That is a choice. That's a choice. Because I don't think Six was eligible. No. Which sucks. Yeah. Because we wanted to see... Like, that was my plan when I was coming off the ship, is... I would come back, and we would go watch The Six. Yeah. Like, the day I would come back to New York. And I was ready, and Broadway said, no, no ma'am. ma'am. And I was like, mm, okay, okay. Like, my, my, like, plans were Disney. Like, as soon as I'm off the ship, I go to Disney yeah. for a few days. And then I go back to New York, and we go see all these musicals. And then we see what's next. Oh, and Miss Rona said, no. Bet you thought. Just like, haha. <laughs> That you thought. I'm going to wait a little bit longer to go back to all these things. Yeah. Okay. Well, uh, maybe this summer the shows will be open. Yeah. Be nice. 
It'll be everything in the park. <laughs> I'm gonna make it work. It's, every theater's gonna be Shakespeare in the park. Shakespeare in the park. Yeah. Hamilton Sh- in the park. Everything in the park. Music Man in the park. Everything. I'm gonna have to get sunscreen and bug spray. Yeah, Jesus it's gonna be like, Christ. great. I mean, I'll go see him. Mm-hmm. I'm like craving any sort of entertainment. Entertainment. Live entertainment. Yeah. Yeah. So, it is what it is. Just happens. Just happens. Stick around. See if the Tony Awards ever happen. Yeah, we'll we'll keep you posted. Yeah. Um, there was not really a big um drag race episode last week. No. So stay tuned for next week, and we'll talk about this week's episode, which is Snatch Game. Snatch Game. Well, Very excited. I'm sure we'll have lots to who say. Who do you think will win Snatch Game? Um, I actually know who wins, so I will not be saying. <laughs> Are you happy with who wins? I am, yes. Okay. I am. So, <laughs> okay, so if you're happy, it, it's either Rosé, who wins, Snatch Game, or Utica, but I don't know if Utica's gonna win, or, or Gottmik, or Simone. Am I close? Audience, I have been silent this whole time. <laughs> am I close? You did name the one, winner. The winner. Okay, Rose. Yeah. I'm not or saying Simone who or Got Mick. I'm not gonna say who. Okay. 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 Well, stay tuned to we're see. Gonna, if I we're win. gonna move on. <laughs> <laughs> I said we want to talk about drag race, but now we're like, talking about Snatch Game. Drag race. Um, let's talk about what we watched this week. Yes. What did we watch this week? Oh my god. Uh, well, let, I'm gonna go since we were already talking about Drag Race. Yeah, I watched Now's Drag Race season nine. Yes, and Drag Race season ten. Did you finish ten? Yeah. <gasps> oh, Actually, I, I think I have an episode left, but I know who wins. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so while watching those, I made myself a little list of my all-time favorite drag queens. She from sure drag did, Race. folks. She sure did. Spot, spot the similarity. Okay, so. Here are my favorite of all time. As of right now, this moment, today. Huh? Mm-hmm. Okay, so it's Gigi Good, Jada Essence Hall, Shea Coulee, Bianca Del Rio, Adore Delano, Violet Chachki, Aquaria, Naomi Smalls, Kimshi, Asia O'Hara, plus from this season right now, Rose, Gottmik, Simone, and Denali. Those are my favorite of all time. As of this moment right now, today. They're all stellar drag yeah. queens. So yeah. what's the similarity? They're all, like, fashion. It's your outliers are Bianca and Rosé, mm-hmm. but even she's got some, like... I mean, yeah, none of them have She bad. gives looks. She yeah. gives looks. Bianca, and that's pretty much it. I mean, yeah. Adore had some issues early in her season, yeah. but she got there. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's some similarities. For sure. I mean, come on. But I think, the, I think that's my squad. Gigi, Violet, Aquaria... Naomi, Kimchi. <laughs> I love them so much. <laughs> Asia has a, some interesting looks that, in season 10. The hat look with the daisies. Yeah. Oh, so good. So, so good. incredible. But her mermaid look, where she looks like a fish. That was weird. That was interesting. I was not in love with that. Yeah. She has some interesting looks. Yeah. Some really good hits, and then she has some interesting. Have you seen the finale? Not yet. Okay. There's a butterfly look mm. that has gone down in history. Okay. Stay tuned. Sounds good. I'm gonna look it up. Yeah. I'm gonna look it. I'm gonna watch it. Sure. Yeah, you gotta um, watch it. Alright, so that it. was my little drag race break. Mm-hmm. Um to you. What yes. have you watched? Um, so well, since we talked about the Golden Globes, mm-hmm. I'm gonna talk about Nomad Land. Go for it. The winner of the best picture drama, mm-hmm. Nomad Land, directed by Chloe Zhao, who she's one of the watch folks. 
Um, so Nomadland takes place in roughly current day. Mm-hmm. Really starts in 2011 and kind of takes place over the course of a year. It stars Francis McDormand, who plays Fern. Um, her husband has passed away, and she has been out of work for quite a while. So she moves her entire life into a van and basically becomes a nomad. And nomad is this group of people who travel from place to place with no set home, as in like a house. But everything that they have, everything they own, moves with them. And they move season to season, job to job. And they've created quite this intricate community. And Fern is, although a newcomer, really falls into the lifestyle and embraces it. And it's her journey across, I think it's about seven states throughout the year. And the people, the incredible people she meets along the way and this kind of journey of, I hate to say it, self-discovery mm-hmm. that she embarks. Because while she's probably in her late 60s, that doesn't mean she doesn't stop growing or stop learning and these people are incredible. I think the key interest about this film is that Francis McDormand is this big celebrity, but almost every other person in the film is a real nomad. Mm-hmm. They're people who live this lifestyle. And I was reading trivia, and most of them didn't know Francis McDormand mm-hmm. was a actress. They thought she was just a nomad, and it was like mm-hmm. basically this film documentary they were filming. They had no idea that this was what it became. Mm-hmm. So it feels very authentic and very real. And it's this beautiful depiction of this... It's basically Western United States in ways that most people don't think about it. There's a lot of beauty in it where people probably wouldn't see beauty, such as in caravanning or living on the side of a highway or these abandoned amusement parks. And this woman, Fern, she suffered a great tragedy with the loss of her husband and the closing of the mine they worked at. But she gained this really interesting perspective. And this isn't really a spoiler, but she ends up going back to the house that she and her husband lived in. And you see her kind of come to terms with how drastically her life has changed. And she doesn't miss it. It's just that she's embarking on a new life. And it's incredible. It's beautiful. It's real and you kind of fall on this journey with her. And I'm so thankful to have gotten to see this movie when I did. And I think it's a, I think everyone should see it. It's about an hour and 50 minutes. Not the, that's good. Not the longest, not the shortest Mm -hmm. in the world. If you just want to see what this side of life looks like, I think it's the perfect fit. Mm -hmm. It's beautiful to see, you know, such a authentic side of the United States. It doesn't feel like a movie set or made up. Frances McDormand is one of my all-time favorite actresses. Mm-hmm. I've been obsessed with her for since Blood Simple that came out in 1981. Um, her role in Fargo, three billboards out of um, three bu- three billboards out of Mississippi. Um, hey, even Hail Caesar. She was my favorite part of Hail Caesar. I think she, every role oh, she yeah. does is so incredible. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like mm. there she is. She's a hoot and holler. Yeah. Almost famous. She's an almost famous. Mm-hmm. She plays a really strict mom. One of my all-time favorites. And I think she was perfect for this role because I didn't want to look at a movie star. Mm-hmm. I don't want to see someone who, this isn't a read, who's, like, beautiful, made up. I want to see mm-hmm. something real. And Frances McDormand wears everything on her face. She embodies fully this Fern character. And it made me fall in love with it even more because I fell in love with Fern. And I fell in love with Frances McDormand. Nice. All over again. Frances McDormand can do nothing wrong in my mind. Her Oscar speech for Three Billboards is one of my all-time favorites. It was really good. Yeah. Iconic. She's amazing. Chloe Zhao did an excellent job. Go see Nomadland. Yay! Yeah. It's really good. I've heard, like, only 
great reviews about mm-hmm. it. It's very, it looks, it looks really good. I have to watch it. It, it makes me want to live in a van really badly. Go for it. I would, um, she names her van Vanguard. Oh. That's her van that she lives in. So I was trying to come up with what I would name my van. Yeah. And I came up with um, Diana Van Furstenberg. Oh, nice. Smart. See what you did there. I'm very proud of myself. Thank you so much. You're one step closer to living in a van. I. If you like driving. I don't. See, that's the thing. I don't like driving. Mm -hmm. But there's a theme with all the things I've recently been reading and watching. So I'm just like one. I'm afraid like one day you'll just be gone (laughs) with a backpack. (laughs) And I'll be like, I don't know where she went. Little sneak peek of more things I'm going to talk about (laughs) later. (laughs) It was like a note. I was like, I went to the mountains. Just, just in the mountains. And then it's just gonna be me trying to, like, find you. Be like, where did you go? Just find my dead body on the mountains. <laughs> That's not where I was going with this. Took it way too, too far. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I do really want to, like, I want to go into nature so badly. I love Brooklyn. There's a park right here. Okay, do you know what I've seen in that park? I've seen things that no one should ever have to see. Love you, Brooklyn, but my God. <laughs> Anywho's, what have you watched this week? Um, so we're gonna stay on a very like serious topic. Sure, um, get in it. I watched It's a Sin mm. on HBO Max. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna read the little synopsis because I'm not very good at like explaining what's going on. Um, so Richie, Colin, and Roscoe leave home at 18 to begin new lives in 1981 London but they find themselves challenged by a virus that most of the world ignores. As the decade unfolds, we follow their hopes and dreams, highs and lows, all coming out and coming of age. Uh, the virus is HIV AIDS. So yeah. Just, just clarifying that. It's not so it's, it's, one. it's not, um, it's, it's a very like sensitive and raw subject. Um, it's, it's hard to watch and it, it's, Yeah. It's not hard to watch. It's just tough emotionally. Mm-hmm. Um, it, there's a lot of things that, you know, still happens today. It's also a virus. I don't know. It, it touches you for sure. And, like, I don't know. I feel like there's still so many things we don't know about this virus, HIV and AIDS. Yeah. Um, it's still very big. Um, and it just affected this community so hard in the 1980s and 90s, beginning of the 90s. Well, still now today, honestly. Mm-hmm. Um I don't know, and I didn't know that much. Like, I know the things that we are taught, basically, um, but this shows you a lot more. It's just, it's, it focuses on these five characters and their families and how it affected them, and they're a tight-knit group of friends. Um, are you going to watch it? Mm-hmm. Okay, because I'm, I'm like, avoiding spoilers. Appreciate it. But I it is very it. sad, yeah. so I'm sure you won't be shocked to see what actually happens. But I really like the character Jill. Okay. Jill is um, the girl, and she's friends with all of them, with Roscoe, Richie, Colin, and Ash. Nice. Um, and they all live together in a flat. Aww. And she kind of, like, holds everyone together. She's like the glue, and she takes care of all of them. Okay. She's such a good friend. Nice. Like, she is, is so kind and so passionate about this cause and helping everyone and fighting for everyone, even if they... Like some choose to ignore what's going on, she's still gonna care for them. Be like, hey, you should you should care about this. This is affecting everyone we know and you. Yeah. Like I need you to care about this. So she's very good at that, and like 
she's not afraid of saying what needs to be said and going for it and I really admire that um I don't know it's very touching like she just yeah I'm trying to like n avoid like saying what happens but it's not a surprise again but it's very good mm -hmm. it's very raw and vulnerable and sad but I think it's important I think everyone should watch this because it's still very relevant in my yeah. opinion I think everyone should like learn more about this mm -hmm. um yeah how's um Neil Patrick Harris yeah, yeah um he's good okay he's he's not there for long gotcha gotcha <laughs> solid solid but it sets the tone as soon as you it's it's he teaches a very important lesson for mm -hmm. one of the characters um so that's important and it's it's their stuff i don't know yeah i think his story is important it makes sense in the flow of things gotcha um there's also stephen fry oh yeah in it Love um him. yeah his i'm not a big fan of his character um oh, but you'll see uh, at first year it's yeah, there's like it's not there's also so many things that they touch on about what's going on in london at the time and in the gay community and some things are like yeah wow wow yeah yeah Just, you'll, you'll see it all makes sense when you watch it but yeah i honestly enjoyed it i thought it was very touching and needed how graphic is it it's graphic okay it's, it's r rated r gotcha it's not gross okay it's just like rated r yeah i'm just i remember the normal heart how mm -hmm. uh graphic that was so yeah it's not like it's not like bloody or whatever that mm -hmm. graphic it's sexually it's, graphic okay that makes okay. sense huh? yeah yeah um i wish the audience could have seen the little movie made with your hands <laughs> <laughs> sexually graphic uh, okay. I, I speak with my hands a lot. She does. She really does. That and is the French, Italian, and me. And there are some choices that Where are made. I, <laughs> it's like, I don't know. I should learn sign language. That would be very good. You I'm would, very yeah. good at using my hands while I talk. Totally. So. Yeah. yeah. I, I feel like I, will, I will also want to learn sign language. Maybe we can do a course together. And we just do the podcast using sign language. I think we missed a vital step on what a podcast is. <laughs> is <laughs> there'll be youtube videos now be YouTube. just talking oh god i can't imagine if someone watched look at like never mind <laughs> <laughs> but yeah so it's a sin on hbo max i highly recommend it all the characters are you get attached to them very quickly and Yay! it's only five episodes each episode is like 48 to 50 minutes mm -hmm. the soundtrack is very good because it's set in the 80s mm -hmm. um so yeah I will definitely check it out. Yeah. I will watch it very soon. I want to. It's very close to the heart. It hits you where it um, needs to be hit. Just to peel behind the curtain. Alona cried at the show. Yes. It was, I was, I wasn't, like, the ending is not shocking because you see what's, you know what's going to happen. There was still, there was still a moment that really hit me and I wish I could talk about it, but I think it'll hit you. Okay. Um, I don't know. It hit me personally. I was like, oh my God, like, if I... If I was the friend in that situation, I would be heartbroken, I would be angry, and the character is, and it just hits you, like, you relate to it, and you can't even imagine yourself in that situation, and it's really, really hard. Mm. Yeah. I was really like, oh, shit, she did that, and I'm really mad. We'll have to talk about it when it comes time. Yeah. 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 As soon as you watch it, let me know. Yeah. But definitely watch this and when you're in a good headspace, yeah, yeah, yeah. I would say. I, I would, yeah. It sounds yeah. like that you need to be. Like, yeah. many trigger warnings. I getcha, I getcha. All right. What else did you watch? Yeah. So this is, um, I don't know if this is a lighter note, 
<laughs> but I just watched The Dig mm-hmm. on Netflix. It's a new film directed by Simon Stone. He's not really known for directing a whole mm-hmm. lot. But it's based off a book by John Preston. Um, it is the fictionalized account of an actual archaeological dig that took mm-hmm. place in 1938 to 1939 in Suffolk, England. Basically, it start it stars... It starts with this widow who owns this massive amount mm-hmm. of land, and she hires an amateur excavator to come and dig through these mounds because they don't know what's underneath it. It could be anything from, you know, native burial grounds to Viking to grave diggers. Mm-hmm. No one really knows. So she decides to finally excavate them and see what's underneath. Um, Mrs. Pretty, the widow, is played by Carrie Mulligan, who mm-hmm. we love on this pod. Thank you, Promising Young Woman. Um, excavator is Basil Brown, played by Ray Fiennes, mm-hmm. who you will all know as most likely Voldemort. Um, he's also in the James Bond movie. I was gonna say, he plays the new M mm-hmm. in the James Bond movie, so he's got some roles. Yeah. He doesn't look like Voldemort. And his discovery with these mounds where they expect to find nothing turns out to be this massive amount of Anglo-Saxon, uh, treasure. Mm-hmm. We're talking, like, 6th century archaeological finds this is a massive find so then the british museum decides to come in and overtake the dig so it's no longer these amateurs all these people are coming throughout the country to examine and investigate what's going on because this is huge in mm-hmm. history this is where my history nerd i was like oh my god sixth century sixth century bones <laughs> what they find is a ship actually mm-hmm. and a ship that was buried with what is probably a king of some sort mm-hmm. and with that came a lot of treasure when researching this film, I found out that this is kind of what actually took place, that what we know of Anglo-Saxon history really came from this dig, because mm-hmm. it was so much information packed in one spot, because they never had this amount of material before. Um, so, th- back to the movie, less about the history. The movie is very good. It, Carrie Mulligan does this really great job of playing this young widow. She has a young son who's very cute. She's going through her own personal drama, while on top of going through this um, archaeological dig... Ray Fiennes really finds this niche accent with this role, but mm-hmm. we let it slide. Um, it also stars Lily James, mm-hmm. who we all know from Mamma Mia, Here We Go Again, Cinderella, that one movie with Army Hammer, Rebecca. <laughs> Controversial. And then Johnny... Also Baby Driver. Baby Driver. That's where I think I first saw her. She was, in, she was good in Baby Driver. Yeah. I enjoyed her. Um, Johnny Flynn is also in this movie. He is relatively newcomer. I know him from Emma, the new version mm-hmm. of Emma. He plays Mr. Knightley. He also played mm, David Bowie in a new Bowie flick called Stardust, which I will not be seeing for this sole reason. This is a total sidebar. The family did not approve of oh. this flick, so therefore Stardust has not been able to use any of his music. Oh. And as a massive Bowie fan, if the family doesn't approve, I don't approve. Yeah. How do you do a movie about him without using the music? It's about his 1971 tour of the United States. Okay. So I don't know how you show a tour without music. It got crap reviews, so I will not be seeing it. But Johnny Flynn, I like you. Okay. So Johnny Flynn's in this. There's a side romance that's going on at the same time, so there's kind of enough to, you know, keep with the less Mm -hmm. entertaining archaeological stuff going on. What time is this movie set in? 1938. Okay. 1938. So it's also taking place right before the Mm -hmm. war outbreak. So a lot of it is revolving around trying to get this excavated before everyone gets sent off to war, mm-hmm. before, you know, there's the Blitzkrieg, the Lightning War. They're just trying to get it done as quickly as possible because 
war is looming and everything is going to go to that effort. Mm-hmm. Um, and that seems to be kind of the main prote- uh, antagonist of this film is actually oncoming war because everyone in the end is all working together to get this done. There's some other subplots that have to do with illness and um, the sun. I kind of focused mainly on the dig aspect. Mm-hmm. I thought that was the most interesting part. There's some, I have some issues with the editing of this film. They mm-hmm. do a lot of cutaways and have dialogue overlapping a scene that's already been shown. Okay. Where I think once or twice, that's a cool motif to mm-hmm. use. I don't, motif, I don't know if it's the right word. Cool edit to use to show how dialogue can be applied to different scenes. But at the same time, what are you doing? <laughs> of course. Oh my God. But at this point, it became so redundant. That, I don't know, it was just starting to bug me how I felt like they kept cutting away from people talking and just showing uh, what almost felt like B-roll footage instead of the actual scene. So, overall, really enjoyed this film. I think it's a great watch. I, I, 150, not 100, sorry, hour and 50 minutes. Okay, I was like, 100? You're rating it 100%? No, ma'am, no, ma'am. Hour and 50 minutes. The acting's great. The storyline is really cool. I think if you're a history major, you'll like this. I think if you're a romance fan, you'll like this. If you're a World War II friend, I think you'll also enjoy aspects. And if you just want to look at England, I what, think um, what would you rate it out of 10? Um, probably a 7. Okay, that's good. Yeah, that's good. Maybe 6.5, 7. Okay. Yeah. Do you think I would like it? I think, yeah, you would okay. like it. It's well done. Okay. I, um, I was interested, like, watching the trailer, I really wanted to watch the it. The dialogue's really good. But I wanted the Eleanor seal of approval before I watched it. Yes. Um... There are some extraneous plots that I don't think mm-hmm. are necessary, and um, but it will it does move very quickly. Okay, that's good. Which I think is kind of the what is the helping factor of this is like as m- much as some people would be interested in digging up a sixth century mm-hmm. ship, I don't think everyone would be interested in like the actual timeline. Yeah. So watching it move pretty quickly is it's nice. Is nice. Um, is this a Netflix movie or is this a movie on Netflix? It's a Netflix movie. Okay. Um, produced by Netflix and okay. premiered so on Netflix. Okay. I think it premiered, like, a month ago. I think so, too. Yeah. I just didn't remember if it was, like, supposed to go on movies or if this was a movie that came out on Netflix or if this is a Netflix movie. Does that make sense to me? Yeah, I, I get you. I get you. Yeah. No, I think it's a Netflix, Netflix movie. Yeah. Yeah. Netflix original. Netflix original. Um, it's a good time. Good. Yeah, it's a really good time. Nice. I enjoyed it. I'll watch it. I, I think people it. would like this. I it's think sometimes you just need a movie like that. Yeah, it's nerdy and cute. I don't think you can get better than that. Yeah. Nice. Are your eyes okay? No, it's like, so my, the the headset pressures on my glasses, so it feels like the glasses are digging into my skull. Gotcha, gotcha. So kind of painful, so I just take okay. them off. But then I see blurry, so I have to put them like this to see you through one lens. This is... It's okay. It's a look, y'all. That's what <laughs> I'm going to say. Um, I think it's time for the witchcraft story. Okay, 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 okay. So, <clears throat> bear with me. This makes no sense. We are still learning things every day as this progresses. Let's go, man. Okay, so, as you know, I watched this French TV reality show called Les Marseillais. So, for my all, all my French listeners out there, I'm going to talk about Les Marseillais in English. I will talk about this in English so that you guys know what's going on. So, in Les Marseillais, we have... I'm going to call them the main characters, the main reality TV people. Sure. We have um, Carla... Kevin, mm-hmm. Jessica, Thibaut, Julien, Manon, Maeva, Greg. Okay, I'm going to focus on these guys. Um, so, 
uh, there's been issues always between Carla and Manon. They don't like each other, things like that. So there was always stories and drama with There's always drama. It's reality TV. But this news um, explode, started um, going around last weekend that Carla had started seeing a witch back in France. And like, a, you know, like um, the people that read the cards... Uh, like a but not like a but like but like yeah a psychic yeah. a psychic witch okay um <laughs> and she paid her and so this blogger revealed that she like kept seeing her across like for a whole year and like paid her like over ninety thousand dollars as the year went to cast cast spells towards um the other content like reality TV stars on the show. To, like, um, cause them issues and, like, cause them to not be successful in what they do. Cause them misery and drama. She was, like, casting, asking this witch to cast spells upon all of them. Like, voodoo kind of shit. Wow. And so this blogger came came out with all of this information and had, mm. like, recordings of the witch and recording of the shit happening and all this proof. So all the stars were like, holy shit, like, what's going on? Like, of course our lives has been miserable. Like, we've been, we've been, um, cursed. Basically, she cursed them all. And she hadn't, like, this, like, this girl and her husband, like, hadn't said anything. And so all the, everything started coming out, like, oh, I knew we shouldn't trust her. And a lot of reality TV stars started talking about it. But then, yesterday, I think, yesterday, yeah, it started yesterday on Monday, um, one of the TV reality stars who was cursed, um, came out and was like, I just talked to her and apparently this is all false. This is all made up. You'll see when it's revealed. Like this shit was all made up, blah, blah, blah. I'm so sorry. We all caused you such pain. And then that was it. And then we haven't heard anything about it since then. So we don't know if it's real. We don't know if it's false still. This is like really hard to believe, but they had all the proof and all this craziness and everyone was talking about it. And then suddenly one of them was like, wait, I just talked to her. Oh. I'm so sorry. Just wait until everything is revealed. But then nothing is revealed yet. So we, we're all confused. This is bananas. But this took over. Yeah. The whole reality TV like life. Yeah. This is not what I expected. Yeah. Not at all. Yeah, casting spells of like this, this, like, what is this? Like, I just want to know, does she think it works? I don't know. That's what I want to. I don't know. It's been it's pretty crazy. So I don't know if it's right, wrong. Uh, I'm not surprised if it is. I'm not surprised if it isn't. We're just confused. Do you like Carla? I don't. Okay. I don't. So even if this is false, I'll be like, okay, I just don't like her. Yeah. Yeah. How old is she? Is she? She's our age. Really? Yeah, I think she her first season she was like nineteen or twenty, but now she's our age and she's already had a kid. She's <gasps> a kid. Yeah. Oh, I yeah. most of these a lot of these people are like our age and it's oh, really, really weird. Yeah, but I she, they're older. Um, some are older. The ages range between nineteen and thirty two, thirty four. Oh, okay, okay. Thirty six. Nineteen to thirty six. Wow. Yeah, and some of them have been on the show. For 10 years. I'm really telling you that. Years. That's why I was yeah. surprised. Yeah. Yeah, but she's only been here for, like, a couple years. Like, yeah, yeah. Since she was 19. And they're gonna... Are they gonna talk about it on the show? Um, not right now, because the f- season has been filmed. Okay. So they might address it separately. 
or we don't we haven't seen the full season yet it's going on right now but i don't think they'll address it in this season mm-hmm. some other drama is going to go on and maybe in another season that comes out this summer maybe that's it's so very crazy. interesting it's very crazy i had no idea shit like that could even be considered or believed consider the fact it that seems very out of reach it seems very crazy so far-fetched yeah like that's something i feel like a producer would make up not that a yeah. person would do on their own i know but it was this like blogger that's apparently so... that's like people know this blogger i was like okay this this just looks like a random man talking about witchcraft to me okay but yeah so the marseillean witchcraft here we are. France is wild in. Um, to all my French listeners, if you find out more information, please send it to me. Mm-hmm. I'm very invested. Yeah. No. This is this is the gossip I have. I'm invested. I want to know more too. Yeah, it's, I'm it's curious. Very weird. Yeah. I mean, France is wild. <laughs> it is right now. It's really crazy. There's a lot of shit going on right now. Y'all, y'all be arresting presidents and performing witchcraft. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they're like, um, yeah, they're going crazy. They're getting really bored. <laughs> I think that's it for just boredom. Some the lawyers are like, time to focus on this case. Yeah. Like, yeah. time to make up a story about witchcraft. Which famous leader can we uh, persecute today? Oh, this one? Great. Yeah. It's like, okay. Yeah. Well, yeah, definitely keep us up. Keep us updated. You know? I think I made it to like Paris TikTok. Oh, your homeland. Yeah, I'm on Paris TikTok now, and it's just a bunch of Americans in Paris complaining. Oh. I'm like, okay. So just Lily Collins. <laughs> <laughs> no, not even. It's like a, this girl was complaining that Justin Bieber and Haley are in Paris right now, and and she was like, why are they allowed here when I can't go home? So I was like, okay. That's not the same Paris I Lord. Um, yeah. I was on cat TikTok. Anyways, this is not TikTok. Where you belong. Where you belong. <laughs> All right. What have you been reading, my friend? I haven't read anything this week because I'm still recovering from A Court of Silver Flames, but our dear friend Ele- Eleanor has already read, like, five books. Oh, my God. <laughs> Please. I'm, I'm going to talk about a book that uh, feels drastic, like a real bore after the witchcraft story, so bear with me. I don't remember what I... Yeah, go for it. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to talk about a book of the month. <gasps> book. Oh, the depression book. Okay. <laughs> this is The Four Winds by Kristen Hanna. <laughs> book ASMR. Book ASMR. Should I get close? Yeah. Texas, 1921. A time of abundance. The great war is over. The bounty of the land is plentiful. And America is on the brink of a new and optimistic era. But for Elsa Wolcott, deemed too old to marry in a time when marriage is a woman's only option, the future seems bleak. Until the night she means Rafe Martinelli and then decides to change the direction of her life. With her reputation in ruin, there's only one respectable choice. Marriage to a man she barely knows. By 1934, the world has changed. Millions are out of work, and drought has devastated the Great Plains. Farmers are fighting to keep their land and their livelihoods as crops fail and water dries up and the earth cracks open. Dust storms roll relentlessly through the plains. Everything on the Martinelli farm is dying, including Elsa's tenuous marriage. Each day is a desperate battle against nature and a fight to keep her children alive. In this uncertain and perilous time, Elsa, like so many of her neighbors, must make an agonizing choice— Fight for the land she loves or leave it behind and go west to California in search of a better life for her family. Ooh. Here we are. Let's go. Okay. 
So I'm going to start by saying I loved this book. Mm -hmm. I did not expect to love it, and I absolutely adored it. It's kind of divided up into four parts. The first part taking place in 1921 when Elsa's 25. She's, you know, a recluse. Her family keeps her hidden. She's very sheltered in this Texas town. Through that, the next part involves her marriage to a man she doesn't particularly love or doesn't he doesn't particularly love her. And it drops them kind of in the middle of the Depression and what ultimately becomes known as the Dust Bowl. They're this family on a farm in Texas who's trying to make the best of the situation. That's where most of the book takes place in kind of this farming mm-hmm. Dust Bowl situation. And you see this girl who did not grow up on a farm learn to become really part of the land. And then ultimately her decision to go to California is what almost all of the people in her vicinity are choosing. And this real struggle, this lone woman's journey with her two children to go from Texas to California is not easy by Mm -hmm. any means. Especially in 1935, which is when she decides to leave. It becomes this really gripping story of survival. That's what it is. It's ultimately survival. Not just to survive to make money and to, you know, create a better life, but survive to live. Like, they're really up against the elements. And the way these people are treated once they get to California is a real reminder of maybe California and this American dream is not the paradise we thought it would be. There's a lot of hatred and, I mean, it's not xenophobia because they're not coming from a different country, but close to that xenophobic style where they're treated as outcasts dirty and it's a real reflection on what america the american dream is not easily achievable and she's a lone woman she's has two kids but she's what happened to the husband husband left okay he left them he left okay he booted out of there so she's on her own and she has two kids and it's this really inspiring story of just everything this woman has to live. And also, the other point of view in the book is her daughter, who's like 12, 13, and she's this real firecracker, and she wants so much more out of life, but she's a child of the Depression. Mm -hmm. She will always be a child of the Depression, and everything she learns, everything that her life is, is through the lens of growing up in this really awful time. And it takes kind of a surprising twist at the end I did not expect at all, and it was one of my favorite parts, and... I think this book is incredible in the way it teaches us about the history of the Dust Bowl and Depression, but also just the strength of motherhood and the strength of women. Like These women are warriors, and they're fighting up against the worst situations possible. And it's interesting reading it now when terrible as life as it is now, comparing it to what it was then really puts things mm-hmm. into perspectives and just how lucky we truly are. Mm-hmm. And Kristen Hanna... Well done. The Four this, Winds. Check it out. Is this her first book? Do you know? No. She's written lots and mm-hmm. lots of books. One of the books that this is stacked on is by her, The Nightingale. Oh, yeah. Have you read any other books by her? No. So that's why okay. I got The Nightingale is that I want to keep reading more of hers. That sounds really good, actually. Yeah. yeah. And I'm excited to read more because it seems like it's very female focused. Nice. And it's um, a great way to kick off Women's History Month. Mm-hmm. Yep. It's really good. Is The Four Winds... That's not the book that's going to be made into a movie, is it? The Nightingale is going to be made into there a movie. There it is. Okay, okay. I knew one of her books was going to be made yeah. into a movie. Yeah. Nightingale takes place in Paris. So. <laughs> yeah. I saw there's an Eiffel Tower on it. Yeah. It's it's about World War II. Uh, great. Yeah. Tell me how it is. I will let you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I, it's clear that she does a lot of research. Mm-hmm. And I was reading her author notes, and there was a lot of time and effort to make things 
pretty historically That's accurate, um, geographically accurate. So I'm excited to see more of what she does. I know there's another book she wrote called The Great Alone that's mm-hmm. about a family in Alaska. Ooh. And it's gotten a lot of hype, so I want to check that one out I as well. I've heard of that one. It's like 1970s Alaska, yeah. which I'm very interested because I don't know much about Alaska. Me neither. I just know it's there yeah. and it's cool. Yeah. <laughs> Amen. Nice. Four months is continuing on my tradition of uh, women traveling mm-hmm. on their own and exceeding expectations. Yeah, because what kind are you reading right now? So glad you asked. Thank you so much. <laughs> I'm currently reading Wild by Cheryl Strayed. Um, for those who don't recognize it, it is the Reese Witherspoon movie from 2014. I don't like the feel of this book. It's a nice book. Yeah. Um, I'm 100 pages in, a little over 100 pages. E- Cheryl, It's a true story. Cheryl's mother passes away, and she falls into this really harsh and destructive lifestyle. So then she decides to upend her life by hiking the Pacific Crest Trail all on her own. And it is not an easy trail, and I'm fascinated by how mm-hmm. she accomplished it. And this is part of why I just, I want to go hiking. I mm-hmm. want to go into nature and just disappear for a while. Will I? I don't know. She's not having a great time so far. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that sounds rough. Um, also, everything I've read has been about the West. Maybe I need to go West. I yeah. don't know. I always support going West. Yeah. It's really good. She's a phenomenal writer. She's very honest, too. Like, most people wouldn't admit to doing, to making the mistakes that she made mm-hmm. and it's very truthful and heartbreaking too i'm really into this mindset of women who are in kind of the worst situations of their life and how they get yeah. out of them how they and get the- out how they pulled themselves up mm-hmm. even when we watched wandavision not to spoil anything but it was more like that. in that yeah. same premise it's very inspirational yeah inspirational. and i i find myself really drawn to these narrators and these characters mm-hmm. right now for many reasons, but I think it's important to kind of recognize. I agree. This mentality mm-hmm. that these women are having. For sure. Yeah. No, highly recommend. Highly, highly recommend The Four Winds and Wild. Nice. Thank and you for this book section. I, I, I love it. I think they're really good. You describe books so well. Oh, thank you. Like, you have such an easy way of describing and summarizing a book right off the top of your head. It's really, it's really good. <laughs> it's really good. Oh, that's very <laughs> kind of you. I sometimes where I'm just rambling, so thank you. <laughs> no, thank but it makes, it all makes sense. I'm so glad. <laughs> so thank you. Thank you. Any other watches? Um... Currently balls deep into Jeopardy. Hell yeah. <laughs> Which will lead us into our game. Our game, baby. <laughs> um, we were going to play Jeopardy, but it's going to be really tricky to play Jeopardy with a non-visual audience. So we're just going to play trivia. Yeah. Let's go. Movie trivia. We played this before, but we're back, at, we're back, back, back again. Let's do it. We like to quiz each other. Um, would you, do you want to be quizzed first? Um, or do you want me to be quizzed sure. first? Sure, quiz me first. Okay. Wasn't really giving you an option. Let let the loser go first. <laughs> Not the loser. Okay. I think I told you what movie I'm picking. Yes, yes. Okay, so we're each picking, uh, it's movie trivia all centered on one movie, and we're going to pick each other's mm-hmm. movie and ask the questions. We're going to make sure it's a movie we've seen, mm-hmm. we like, mm-hmm. we know well. Mm-hmm. I'm scared Alana's going to pull some doozies out at me. Always. You're so good at this. I have to make it challenging. No, I'm really worried. You're going to make a challenge. I do, but I like to be right. She was watching Jeopardy earlier alone in her room and all (laughs) Emily and I could hear was, it's Obama. You fool. Yes. I got it right. Just yelling. And I was like, okay. 
of do we need to sign her up for the show? I need to do a lot more studying. Yeah. It's, those, it's those damn science questions that get me. Yeah, I was like, then sometimes it sounds like, oh, it must be something. It must be science, no yeah, yeah. <laughs> like fruits or veggies. Oh my gosh, there was um, a video games on the last oh, one. God. And I was like, I've never heard of any of these games ever <laughs> in my life. All right, are you ready, my dear? Oh God, I don't know. Okay. <laughs> I think you can get this. Sure. The movie is Furious 7. Oh, God. What kind of rare sports car do Dom and Brian steal from the billionaire? Is it oh. A, a McLaren MP4? Mm-mm. Is it 2, a Hennessy Venom? Mm-mm. Is it 3C, I don't know, Zenvo ST? Or is it 4, a Lycan it's Hypersport? Lycan. It's the Lycan. Correct. Yeah. It's red. Yes, it is. <laughs> okay. The bomb that blows up Dom's house came in a package ship from what city? A, London. B, Tokyo. Three, Tokyo. Yep. Good job. Since Brian became a father and a husband, what does he miss most? The bullets. Yeah, look at her. <laughs> we just watched this. He <laughs> also says it like 15 times in the movie. Okay, I don't... Okay, this is a photo one. Okay. Who is Twinkie? Who is Twinkie? Oh, God. Do you remember any of these guys? Nope, not at all. Uh, uh, I don't remember any of these guys from the movie. Um, it's, it looks like it's him. I don't think it's... it's who is this? Mm. No, it's not them. It's, maybe it's him? No. Who is it? I don't know. Oh, yay. It's okay, him. Great. Okay. No, I don't remember him. Alright. In which of these four scenes is turned down for what played? Oh! Wait, what's the other one? It's this one. Yeah. Correct. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. What did Letty call Ramsey after her mountain car crash? Dora the Explorer, Barbie, Hello Kitty. Hello Kitty. Nice, <laughs> nice. Dora the Explorer. What is Hobbs watching in the hospital when the news interrupts with a report of a vehicular warfare in Los Angeles? A football game? A baseball a game. A football game. It's Dwayne the Rock Johnson. Yes, it is. Good job. <laughs> What is the name of a small device that Dom and Brian are told to retrieve? Big brother, big brother, the watch, eagle eye, God's eye. God's eye. Good job. <laughs> Who said, now that is a woman that's worth falling out of a plane for? Is it A, Ludacris, B, Vin Diesel? No. No, not Tyrese Gibson. Yeah, it's there Ludacris. it is, yeah, Ludacris. Yeah. Nice job. What member of the team drives the white Bugatti in Abu Dhabi? Letty, Dom, Tej, Roman. Dude, that's like a one-shot thing. Uh, how am I supposed to remember who comes out of that car? I don't know. Ugh. Mm, mm, uh, do, you, do you remember? I think so. Literally, like, if you blink for that shot, you don't see you it. You don't see it. Um, I'm just gonna go with... No. Okay. Great. We gotta... One nope. by one. Nope. Okay, great. Okay, great. <laughs> it was Roman. Okay. For your first act, you have overachieving movie extra. Great. That's what I usually get. Just wait for the commercial. And then and then the it's act. your turn? Well, then it's act two. Oh, there's act two. There's three acts. Oh, honey. my God. We're going to keep going. You all, you all don't have anywhere yeah, to be. So <laughs> go for it. Go for it. Okay. Who said you should never mess with a man's family? Is it A, Hobbs? 
B, Tej, C, Dom, or C, or D, Shaw. Anyone could have said this. You never should have messed with a man's family. Dom? Nope. Shaw. Yep. Yep, okay, okay. It's either or. It's their family who's been attacked. Who is the name of Deckard Shaw's brother? Owen, Iron, Ivan. Owen. Good job. Luke Evans. Luke Evans, baby. What does the team parachute their cars to? The Caucasus Mountains, Mount Logan, Mount Rosa, or... The Caucasus. The Caucasus Mountains. Good job? Yeah. I couldn't pronounce the last one, so thank you. <laughs> Who is Hector? Uh, oh, goodness. Who are... <laughs> it's, it's him. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, 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 yeah. Good job, good job. They're always like, who's this man? I'm like, I don't... He's, he was on screen for like three seconds. Who is the first person Deckard Shaw fights? Dom, Hobbs, Brian, Roman. Hobbs. Good job. Mm -hmm. Who forced Roman to drop from the safety of the cargo plane in order to help the team's truck to God's eye? Tej. Nice. In which of these four scenes is delirious boneless played? Oh, do we have the song? Yeah. What did Dom say about street fights? I always win them. They're never fair. The street always wins. Street the street always win. wins. Good job. He says that, I think, in every movie. I think he does, <laughs> yeah. What item does Deckard Shaw take from his brother in the hospital? A necklace, Dom's picture, rosary, breed, rosary oh. breed, beads, or car keys? The necklace? Yep. Yeah. Good job. What is the name of the place where Letty had a panic attack at the beginning of the film? Desert race? Death race? Race Wars. Race Car Wars. wars. <laughs> race Wars. Yep, I will never forget that. I, they could have chosen a hundred other names. Yep. Okay, movie ranking, overachieving movie extra. Ooh, again. We have um, four seconds till the... The next... Commercial... Okay, act three. Are you ready? Yes, let's go. What kind of beer does Mr. Nobody brew? Belgian Ale? Irish Belgian Ale. Style? Good job. Yeah. <laughs> Again, he talks about it the entire movie. Who said, want to go for a drive? Is it Joanna Brewster? I don't know her name. Dom, Brian, or Letty? <sighs> they all say that. They do. Um, let's go with Letty first. Nope. Right. Jordana Brewster. Yeah! Yeah. Because that's, that's in the playback um, shots. That is, yeah. Yeah, and the flashbacks. So I didn't know if they wanted it as a flashback or in part of it. Anyways. Oh, I hate on. this one. Okay. Which of the four recipes is inspired by the movie? Oh, what? We have an apple. We have what looks like a brownie, maybe a cupcake, and then like a... This ice. makes no sense. This makes zero sense. I don't know. I, I don't oh, know that one. that? Yeah. yeah. It has a little it's like shift gear. gear. Yeah. <laughs> shift gear. I know what you meant. I know what you meant. You shift gear. You shift gears. When Don went to Tokyo, Sean Boswell gave him a picture of who? Letty, Giselle, Mia, Ramsey. Giselle. Good job. Gal Gadot. <laughs> okay. Which of these four scenes is playback played? Oh. Yeah. Nice. 
this one. What alias does Han Lu go by? Han Sum, Han Dynasty, Han Kong, Kong, or Han Solo? Huh? Can I see this? Yeah. Uh, um, I have no idea. Um, I don't. I don't know. Just pick one. No. Nope. Okay. I don't think it's that. Oh, it is. It's Han okay. Solo. Okay. Okay. Interesting. I fucking love that. During Keep Away with Ramsey, Ramsey is in all the cars except for Letty's Bar Barracuda, Grind's GT, Roman's Caprice, Dom's Charger. Dom's Charger. Yeah, good yeah, job. Yeah, I was like, I don't remember what order it was. How much does Brian say that the Lycan Hypersport in the vault costs? 1.2 million? 4.3 million? 3.4 million? 2.1 million? Can I see it? Yeah. Oh, God. Uh, I think it's 4.3. No. 3.4. Yeah. 3.4. Nice. It's an expensive car. Yeah. What does Hobbs take from the drone wreckage? A six-barrel machine gun, a bag full of grenades, the gaunt eye... The drone's imaging system. Can I see? Mm-hmm. Oh, Hobbs. Okay. The machine gun. Nice. What color is Brian's car in the final scene of the movie? Black, red, white, blue. White? <laughs> yeah! Because yeah. heaven. Yeah, because <laughs> All right. You got 84 points. Woo! Great. So proud of you. Great. Alright, and we're back with part two over of our game. It's uh -huh. now my turn to quiz Eleanor. Oh god. And I've chosen the film Dunkirk. Are okay. you ready? I as ready as I'll ever be. Okay. Ooh, okay. Who is Farrier? I think I said his name wrong, but it's okay. Who is Farrier? Okay. So Don't know if it's Mark Rylance. Um, mm -hmm. <laughs> I'm gonna. I don't think he's named at all. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> great. <laughs> um, uh, off to a great start. Commander Bolton says that he can practically see what? Home. Okay. Yes. Good. Mm -hmm. Um, the Royal Air Force pilots are initially told to keep their planes at what altitude? What are my options? 300 feet. Okay. 500 feet. Mm -hmm. 1,000 feet. 1,200 feet. I'm going to go 1,200. Wrong. 1,000? Wrong. 500. Yay! Oh, God. I would have had no idea. Uh, which of these ships does Colonel Winnant pled for the Navy to send? Battleships? Destroyers? Cruisers, frigates. <laughs> what a deal. Um, okay, I'm trying to think of the lines of the movie. He, uh, I think he... I think it's destroyers. Correct. Oh, thank God. Yay! Who said, let's plot the course? Marker Islands. Correct. Mm -hmm. 
Um, the opening title card states one week at what specific location? The mole, the gate, the shore, the wharf. If you need to see okay. it. I don't think they do the shore. I feel like it's the mole. No, it's the gate. Nope. The mole. Yeah. Good. Damn. Should have gone with your... Should have gone with my gut. What is the name of Mr. Dawson's boat? Mimosa? Elvin? Caronia? Moonstone? Moonstone. Yay! Um, the owner of the boat that the British soldiers hide in is of what nationality? Greek, Dutch, Spanish, Italian. Dutch. Yay! <laughs> the, the encouragement is really what's getting me through this. What is written on the leaflets, leaflets, leaflets dropped into town by the German forces? We surround you, you're trapped, nowhere to run, see you soon. We surround you. Yeah. <laughs> we see you. We see you. See you soon. See you soon. <laughs> what sunk the ship of the shell shock soldier that Mr. Dawson picks up? A U-boat, a mine, a German fighter plan, a reef. A U-boat. Yes. Good job. Thank you. <laughs> I'm so... Your current rank. Overachieving movie extra. Woohoo! It was a rocky start. That was fun. That was good. You did well. And commercial break. And commercial break. Okay. Act two. Who is George? Don't know what that is. That's George. Yay! He looks so good. cutie. How many men does Commander Bolton say are on the beach? Five hundred thousand, four hundred thousand, one hundred fifty thousand, two hundred fifty thousand, four hundred thousand. Fun fact, the word thousand is really hard for I me can to say. Tell. <laughs> I'm sorry to say that four times in a row. I've always hated thousand. saying numbers out loud in English because thousand mm -hmm. is really hard for me to it's say. All, it's all the letters that yeah. uh, don't make sense go together. Um, Was that right? 400, yeah. 000? Yeah. Colonel Winnet. Colonel. Colonel? Colonel. Colonel. <laughs> Winnet says that which branch of the military is building a dock out of trucks? The Royal Engineers. The Intelligence Corps, the Royal Logistic Corps, the Special Technical Services. Ooh, I don't. Uh, this is uh, this is a interesting one. I'm stuck between two. Mm -hmm. Let's go with Royal Engineers. Well, that's my favorite name. Yeah, correct. I was okay. like, that's a dope name. That's cool. I'm a Royal Engineer. Engineer. Commander Bolton says that one stretcher is equal to how many men on a ship. Ten, five, three, seven. Um, oh, he does say this. I can't remember if it's three or five. What does your gut tell you? Three. Wrong. Five. Eh. Eh. Seven? Yay! Jesus, that's embarrassing. Um, who said, cut her loose? Don't waste cream. <laughs> Tommy unit not do while walking through Dunkirk? Drink out of a hose, 
rummage through garbage, wash their hands in a puddle, grab a cigarette out of an ashtray. What do, what do they not do? Uh, I'm gonna go with drink out of a hose. I don't know. Wrong. Wash their hands in a puddle. Yay! This is so bad. <laughs> these are really tricky. Which of these emblems are on the Royal Air Force planes? A star, a cross, a dragon, a bullseye. A bullseye. Yay! What is the nickname of the Royal Air Force Squadron? Eagles, devils, tigers, angels. Devils. What were the other two? Eagles, tigers, angels. Maybe it's eagles. Nope. Angels. Yay! Alex discovers that the French soldier is wearing a dog tag with what name on it? Griffin, Gilbert, Graham, Gibson. Gibson, I think? Yay! Who said, I know we're officers, but it's either us or the enemy. Great. Yay! Come on, Bolton. Yay! Overachieving movie extra. It's brutal. You really hyped me up, man. Commercial break. Hey, if it was too easy, you would not have fun. I would have fun. <laughs> <laughs> you like to think. I like to like to think. So, uh, making me just want to rewatch the movie. Right yeah, now, I know. Like. It's really good. Um, which of the following pieces of equipment does Tommy drop before arriving at the beach? His rifle, his dog tags, his canteen, his binoculars. Uh, binoculars. Nope. Canteen? Nope. His rifle? Yay! <laughs> Who stays on board aboard a sinking ship in order to help others off? I don't think he makes it. Okay. Yay! Yeah. Gibson. Gibson. Um, which one of these things is damaged on Farrier's airplane? His airspeed indicator, his fuel gauge, his radio, his altimeter. Altimeter. Um, I know his fuel has issues, so I yeah. think it's his fuel gauge. Yeah, because yeah. I remember he's, like, struggling to know. Yeah, he's, has, he's um, like, writing it down, yeah. Peter says that Mr. Dawson's son flew which type of aircraft in the war? Hellcats, Hurricanes, Warhawks, Seafires. Hurricanes. Correct. Um, who said he's down for the count? He's down for the count. These, like, are so specific. Uh-huh. Like, I would not know. I want to say it's Farrier. Mm-hmm. Yay! Word. Good job! What newspaper tells the story of Brave George losing his life? The Dunkirk Tribune, the Luxembourg Journal, the Weymouth Herald, the Sussex Post? Um, Sussex Post. Nope. The Weymard Herald. Yes. Correct. What kind of engine does Mr. Dawson says the Spitfires have? BMW 80801? Well, I'll just read the have weird yeah, names. Yeah, I'll just say that. No <laughs> worries. Like, um, Patton, Lincoln, Double Loss, BMW 801. 
Okay. Not sure if they would use... If it's a Spitfire. BMW 801? Nope. Third guess. Right. I got my. I got on the third guess. Nice. It's Rolls Royce Merlin. Mm-hmm. Interesting. What does Collins? What does Collins try to use to break out of his cockpit after he crashes into the water? A flare gun, a binoculars, a knife, a canteen. Nope. Eh. Yeah. Flare gun. I knew he used a flare gun. I thought yeah. he used it after. How many men do the British estimate that will save in de- evacuation? 50,000, 30,000, 100,000, 10,000. In the evacuation? Yeah. It was really low. I want to say 30,000. Yes. Yeah. Correct. What does Mr. Dawson say about the Royal Air Force Spitfires? Greatest plane ever built. Fastest craft in the sky. Toughest bird in a hunt. Slicker than a duck's back. Um, greatest plane ever built. Yes, correct. And you're done. Ooh, she was tough. Your current rank, Craft Food Services Chef. That's so low. Earn point seventy six for this total one hundred seventy six. It's fair. Nice. Thank you. Thank you. That's good. Good job. That was a hard movie. That was a toughie. I haven't seen it in a maybe two three years. Yeah, but it's really good. It's one of my favorites. Yeah. It's just been a minute. Christopher Nolan, Dunkirk. Christopher Nolan. It's my, we talked about Nolan on our pod. Yeah, we did. A whole episode. I think that was our first episode. Our first one. So really, go back to that first one. We really went in If you're it. feeling nostalgic. Yes. And <laughs> All right. Tell well, us about Dunkirk when you watch it. Well, we've kept you long enough if you've made it this far. Thank you so much. For listening to us. You're and we'll be back next week. Next week. Have a great weekend. Catch up on One Division. Please, yes. please, 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 please. Absolutely. Big hug and kiss. Mwah. Ciao. Bye. Bye.